Welcome back to Inside the Yale Admissions Office. My name is Mark, and I'm a Yale Admissions Officer. And I'm Hannah. I'm also a Yale Admissions Officer. It is time for our second annual application update episode. Yes, we started this tradition last year, and we promised we'd keep it going, so we're back. This episode is going to be all about the first-year application for the 2023-2024 admission cycle. Yeah, if you're a podcast super fan, you can go back and listen to last year's episode. It was episode 27. Mm -hmm. You could start really kind of over analyzing what's changed and what stayed the same, but you yeah. know, <laughs> maybe don't recommend that. It'd probably be more productive to go back and listen to episode six, which was titled Essays, The Little Stuff, which we put together to be all about the Yale specific questions that we ask on the application. Yeah, these are sometimes referred to as the supplemental essays. These are the questions that the Yale admissions office writes, and we give them a little bit of an update every year. To help us talk about the process of writing those application questions, we have another admissions officer who's making her podcast debut. Welcome, Jackie. Hi, Mark. Hi, Hannah. <laughs> Hi, Jackie. Welcome to the podcast. So before we discuss this year's questions, let's just like give a quick overview of how we come up with them. It's easy to imagine that we as admissions officers might meet every summer in some superhero villain lair somewhere like underground, and we would write these questions and we'd all practice our evil laugh. How could we trick them and how could we trip them up? Right. But that is not our goal. Like the application isn't some sort of American Ninja Warrior style obstacle course that we're designing to trip you up and weed out the weak or anything like that, that is not how we approach this. It's summertime, so American Ninja Warrior is on, and I just have to say I'm a huge fan. We're an admissions office, though, not a rejection office, right? We're looking for ways and reasons to admit you. So you should think about every single part of the application as being designed to actually help you. I know that that seems like a stretch, but truly, we have put every question in there because we've thought this is something that could help an applicant reveal something important about themselves and give us more insights to work with when we're considering them in the admissions committee. Yeah, so when we get together to start thinking about updating these questions, we are often thinking about committee discussions and trying to remember instances where really good answers to questions helped to shape a conversation about that student. And one of the most common reasons why we edit or we drop a question is because we found that a lot of applicants didn't quite pick up on what we were looking for, or if we found that the questions sort of tend to lead to some unhelpful responses. We all kind of sit around and remember instances in the committee where we, we kind of groaned or said, oh, no, like right. the student didn't quite get what the application question was for. Right. And we tend to say that was on us. Yeah. We could have asked this question. We, we led these students astray in the way that we framed this question. So this all starts in a big all staff meeting at one of our annual retreats. We go through the questions one by one and just get feedback from everyone in the office who has an opinion. Then we gather up all those notes and we take volunteers for a subcommittee that works on fine-tuning and finalizing all those changes and honing in on the exact language that we're going to use in each of these questions this year. And as Jackie knows, sometimes you are voluntold for that subcommittee as opposed <laughs> to volunteering based on your insightful commentary in that all-staff all discussion. So Jackie was on our subcommittee this year helping write the new application questions. Jackie, I'll put you on the spot. You are one of our younger admissions officers, and this means that you actually aren't that far removed from filling out questions like this yourself. For our listeners, do you remember kind of how you approach these kind of questions as an applicant and, and what you tried to do with them back in the day? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I remember being really stressed about the essays once upon a time. Mm. I always felt really pulled in two different directions by the essays. Some people told me that the essays should be 
serious and intellectual, while others told me that the essay should be more quirky and creative. And it was really difficult when I had these trusted adults with me who were sort of pulling me in two different directions. In the end, I think I decided to follow what felt most true to me, which was something in the middle, although I'm sure I'd be my own worst critic if I were to go back and read my own file. Mm -hmm. Mm. But as an admissions officer, I think I've come to realize that the two options aren't as mutually exclusive as I once thought they were. You can be one or the other, or you can be both. Mm -hmm. But as long as you stay true to what resonates with you, I think that you'll end up writing an essay that feels true to you. I think something that's come up often uh, in this job is just realizing that I work in this job because I like to read the stories of the applicants, like what makes them tick, how they perceive the world, how they reflect on the experiences that they've had. I think the most compelling essays are often the ones where students' voice is most prominent. Whether they choose to be serious or funny in those ways is entirely their prerogative. And we've talked about this. That's tricky. You know, that's yeah. absolutely the advice that we give. And I always just sort of like to acknowledge when we say that, like, that doesn't instantly kind of give you insights where you say, oh, fantastic. Okay, <laughs> right. now I know what to write. Yeah, like, easier it's, said it's, than done. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Jackie, as a member of this subcommittee, was there anything that you particularly wanted to see included in the questions or that you were excited to kind of elicit from applications this year? Yeah, um, well, selfishly, I wanted to keep the last short take, which we'll get to. Okay. Uh, when I applied, it was a longer version mm -hmm. of that short take. And I just really remember reveling in the fact that I had complete autonomy over what I could put in my application. Mm. But in all seriousness, the goal of working with this committee was to try and make the questions as accessible as possible. So one of the primary questions that we ask ourselves in this committee is, are we evoking the type of reflection that we expected mm -hmm. when we ask these questions? We don't expect some sort of template answer as part of these, uh, as part of asking these questions, but we do want our questions to be well thought out and to reflect the prompt that we ask. At the same time, we also can't be so open-ended that students have no clue what direction to take the essays. Right. right. And so it's a thin line to walk. We always try every year to get a little bit closer to that. Yeah. Did anything surprise you about sort of being behind the curtain for the first time this year and seeing how these questions are crafted? Yeah, totally. I remember remarking in the subcommittee that I felt like I was back in a seminar room or an AP <laughs> Lang classroom. Mm -hmm. We were discussing things like misplaced modifiers, parallelism. <laughs> I think Mark had a thesaurus up at one point. <laughs> and we spent hours in quite a few email chains working through the questions. And sometimes it felt like we struck gold and then we'd go back to a question and then we'd realize, you know, 10 minutes later that the question wasn't asking the type of thing that we actually mm -hmm. wanted to, mm. to evoke. It felt a lot like an essay drafting process. Yes. Only there was additional pressure because we might have 50,000 plus applicants reading mm -hmm. the prompts mm -hmm. at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I just think most people would be surprised by the amount of time that we spend working on these, these prompts. Yeah, I think that's a good parallel. Like our experience of writing the questions is in many ways like an applicant's experience of writing the essays themselves. And you have this experience, exactly as you said, where you imagine, oh, yes, I want it to get this and say this and be this way. And then you put it into words and you're like, that's not it. Right. right There's that right. mismatch between how it works in your head and how it reads on the page. And trying to get those two things closer to each other is all part of that editing process. Yeah. Should we dive in and get to the actual questions? Let's do it. It's game time. All right. All right. Announcing uh, the <laughs> new short Yale-specific questions for 2023-2024. 
Uh, and Jackie, would you do the honors today of reading these question prompts? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So if you are an applicant and you're going to submit any of the three applications, we except for first year admissions, coalition application, common application, or QuestBridge application, you will be asked to respond to the following three short answer questions. Students at Yale have time to explore their academic interests before committing to one or more major fields of study. Many students either modify their original academic direction or change their minds entirely. As of this moment, what academic areas seem to fit your interests or goals most comfortably? Please indicate up to three from the list provided. Tell us about a topic or idea that excites you and is related to one or more academic areas you selected above. Why are you drawn to it? And finally, what is it about Yale that has led you to apply? And those ones are, you know, 200 words or fewer, 125 words or fewer. These are kind of short paragraphs, mm -hmm. basically. And there's no change this year. Surprise! These yes. are exactly the same as they were last year. Um, there are three different questions that Jackie just gave us. Excellent oration, Jackie. Thank you. <laughs> but you can really think of them as two pieces. We're going to ask first for your thoughts about your academic interests and then for your thoughts about Yale. For both parts of this, our advice is to use the space to tell us about you, not telling us about us, right? We don't want you to be talking too much about things we already know about Yale or about some cool topic or idea that is interesting but not necessarily connected back to you. Right. The space here is limited, and I think probably the most common pitfall we see is that people use up an awful lot of space to give us kind of encyclopedia entries mm -hmm. on the topic at hand or about Yale. And sometimes you learn some interesting things when reading applications. Like, Jackie, I don't know, in your first year, if you like learned new things about Yale <laughs> from the things that people had dug really deep into Google research to write their why Yale prompts. Yeah, apparently Yale has a really strong Baroque program. Who knew? Oh, yes. Baroque opera is outstanding at Yale. I, I knew that, but I'm a geek, so. <laughs> yeah, but we want to hear more about you and why you specifically are excited or feel like you are a good fit for Yale. I will say the other common issue that I find in these responses is that students tend to use the future tense gratuitously in these. And they tend mm. to answer them as if they're going to use a space to give us kind of a wild fantasy about what their perfect life would be like as a Yale student and what their perfect life would be like as an academic or a professional after I majored in X, Y, and Z. And the whole thing is sort of framed in terms of like, at Yale, I will do this and this and this. Right. And then after Yale, I will do this. And mm. I'm interested in this topic because it will mean that I can become a pathbreaking surgeon who's going to you know create a new way to do this amazing medical thing. And I'm sort of imagining that seems like an interesting future person, mm. but it's not actually telling me all that much and all that directly who the person applying right now is. And remember, we're very deliberate with our wording here. We're asking you to reflect on why you're drawn to a particular topic or idea in that first question or what has led you to apply to Yale. That's present tense and past tense. Right. Yeah. You will see, as we do these questions, we often have sort of a two-part structure to them. There's like a sentence that leads up to it, or in the case of the very first one, just asking you to select majors, several sentences. And then the last sentence is the thing that's actually giving you the direction for the essay. So like right. hone in on that. Why are you drawn to a particular topic idea? You want the focus of your 200 word response to be that why and what has led you to apply to Yale. Focus mm -hmm. on that piece, which is past tense. Right. 
So if you're applying to Yale with QuestBridge, you'll only need to answer those questions we've just discussed since you have a lot of other questions to answer in the QuestBridge application. But if you apply with the Common App or the Coalition application, we have some more questions. Uh, We have four very short answer questions that we call short takes. Two of these are new this year and two are returning from last year. Jackie, would you like to do the honors? Short takes are my favorite. Uh, I think I I love reading them when I'm reading an application because they're such a quick take. Uh, The first is, what inspires you? If you could teach any college course, write a book, or create an original piece of art of any kind, what would it be? Other than a family member, who is someone who has had a significant influence on you? What has been the impact of their influence? What is something about you that is not included anywhere else in your application? Yeah, so that last one is the one you were referring to earlier, Jackie, that you really wanted to keep in, right? So that yes. one is unchanged from uh, last year. They, those were often very insightful and yes, revealing. Yes, that so was we new last year and we liked it a lot. Stick with it, mm-hmm. yeah. And similarly, the first one, What Inspires You, has been around for a while, and we like that one as well. We like that it's very open-ended, it's a nice, concise question, and we get some great things out of there. We get a kind of a broad range of approaches to this question, and it, and it works out really well. Our advice for for all of these, especially the one that's like something about you that's not included anywhere else in your application, Mm -hmm. truly don't overthink it. Um, The best answers really do tell us something new, but that can be big or small. It can be serious. It can be silly. Mm -hmm. It can be whatever you want it to be. Right. We kind of got the sense from the responses we received last year that applicants kind of liked having a space to add in something meaningful or interesting that otherwise wouldn't fit. I think that's how you should approach this. You could tell us about something that you've done, certainly, that might be interesting that didn't fit. Mm -hmm. But don't think about this as just like, oh, they gave me an extra entry on my activities list. Like there's an extra resume bullet that I can add here and they should know that I've accomplished something very impressive and like here's where we would learn about it in this space. There's other places in the application designed for that. So use this for something different. So then we have two new short take questions. The first is this one, if you could teach any college course, write a book or create an original piece of art of any kind, what would it be? So this is replacing a question that we've had for a long time, which is, you are teaching a new Yale course, what is it called? And I've always loved that question, so I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm a little nervous this year. I'm, I'm curious what we're going to get with this new one. Right. This was a staff favorite. It wasn't just you, Hannah. A lot of people liked this question. We had it for a long time. It was fun to read a lot of sort of hypothetical courses, and oftentimes we said, like, we really want to take that class. That's great. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But we sometimes got the sense that, you know, putting 17-year-old applicants in the position about of thinking about teaching specifically was tricky. And we got a lot of also gimmicky responses that were very clever and maybe made us laugh, but weren't necessarily that revealing. So with this new question, our goal was just to be as expansive as possible. And so we're just trying to encourage you to think big. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to limit you just to a college course. Mm-hmm. We wanted you to think about what you might teach, what you might write, or what you might create right now. Also, this isn't designed just to tee you up to say, after I major in X at Yale, I'll do this super impressive thing. Mm -hmm. Remember, this is a present tense sort of question. Mm. Um, Think about the kind of thing that you'd love to create if you had unlimited resources, plus the knowledge and the talents to match your grandest ambitions. What sort of thing would you most like to attach your name to? 
The other new question is, other than a family member, who is someone who has had a significant influence on you and what has been the impact of their influence? This is replacing another question that has been on our application for a while that was about someone you'd like to invite to speak at something specific to Yale that's called a college tea. That's a special Yale event where we have an intimate conversation with important guests. It was interesting, but the issue we found that we kind of just got a lot of name dropping mm-hmm. and not a lot of revealing reflection. And the, the questions seemed to tell us more about what celebrities or personalities were just kind of trending with high school students this year. Right. It was like this very slow analog version of Twitter <laughs> and who was trending on Twitter just to see like, okay, who's trending in short take three this year? Yeah. <laughs> and like sometimes when those answers were great, it was because there was something insightful about the actual question that they would ask the person they're inviting, but that didn't really happen often enough, I think. Yeah, it often felt like that question was entirely about someone else and not about the applicant themselves. Exactly. And I will say that's, in this case, the trap that you want to avoid. Mm -hmm. And I want to make clear, like, we didn't set you up to trap you. We're not trying to set you up for failure. But anytime that there's a question about a relationship, it can be a little bit dangerous because we find that students can be tempted to use the space to write about the other person. Right, right. But like, pay attention to the second part of the question there, which is what has been the impact of their influence. That, the way you answer that is more important than, you know, who you choose. We explicitly said other than a family member because we sort of assumed that if we didn't have that disclaimer at the front, overwhelmingly we would be getting family members. Nothing wrong with that, but we just said, hey, we want to encourage people to actually look outside of just their immediate family. We think that'd be more revealing. Yeah. And, you know, if you end up going to college at a place like Yale, you are going to be surrounded by people who have the potential to have a huge impact on you and who you may be inspired by. So this is setting us up to see, okay, who in your current world have you kind of recognized that in? And it's probably worth clarifying, this could be someone that you've known personally, a teacher, a mentor, a friend, or a neighbor. Mm -hmm. It could also be someone you've never met, but has just influenced how you see the world. It could be an author or an artist or an academic out there, and you say, wow, I've read this book, or I saw this show, I saw this performance, and it really changed me. And as I think about who I am right now, some insight into me can be revealed by understanding that I've been affected by this by this thing. So next up is the longer and the last Yale-specific question. This one is about 400 words, so it's sort of a slightly shorter version of the, the Common App essay, and you'll choose from three possible prompts. Reflect on a time you discussed an issue important to you with someone holding an opposing view. Why did you find the experience meaningful? Reflect on your membership in a community to which you feel connected. Why is this community meaningful to you? You may define community however you like. Reflect on an element of your personal experience that you feel will enrich your college. How has it shaped you? I noticed a trend, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is mm-hmm. that every single one of those start with the word reflect. Yes, that was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> we are giving you three different avenues for reflection. You get to choose your own adventure. You can talk about an experience that's personal to you. That was that third option. You can talk about your meaningful membership in a community. That was the second one. Or you can talk about a meaningful interaction with another person that involves opposing views. In some ways, this is sort of like Hmm. first person, second person, third person. Right. You can choose which mode is going to be most revealing for you to dive into. Right. So like an individual experience, an experience with one other person, or an experience with a larger community. But whichever one of those paths you choose to go down, it should still be about you. Essential. 
It yes. must be about you. Yes. <laughs> Um, and the first two prompts about discussing an issue with someone and community membership are similar to questions that we asked last year, but we have adjusted them a bit to try to emphasize reflection over description and to- and storytelling. We found that a common issue with last year's question about a discussion with opposing viewpoints was that people spent a lot of time and space either kind of just detailing the interaction itself or explaining why they felt they were right and the other person was wrong. (laughs) Right, yes, that happened a lot last year. Um, And again, like, that's on us. That's, um, Mm -hmm. you know, due to the way that we asked the question. But this year, we really wanted to focus that question on why these sorts of discussions matter. And Mm -hmm. when you've had one of these experiences, what did you take away from it? And remember, first word in all of the essay prompts, reflection. We care about the reflection, not the specifics of your views or your reasons for holding them. We want you to reflect on the experience that you had with somebody else. Yeah, and kind of similarly, our community prompt also looks a lot like last year's. The big change here is removing a phrase about working to enhance a community. Mm-hmm. We kind of found that a lot of applicants thought they needed to describe the specifics of a service project or, you know, do a little bit of bragging about how their leadership role helped improve a club at a school or something like that, which is fine. There were a lot of great essays that were, you know, based around those things. But we wanted to point you in a slightly different direction this year. We wanted to keep it a little more simple. We're all members of lots of communities. Think about one that connects you with others and why it's meaningful. Right. And finally, we added a new prompt this year. Our goal here is just to give the most direct possible route to personal reflection and to tie that reflection specifically to something that you will bring to college. Yeah, note that we say enrich your college, not enrich your college experience. Mm -hmm. So we're not asking you to tell us why you are going to be a super strong student who's an awesome leader and does a million cool activities once you're in college, right? Right. But we do want you to think about how something you've experienced, something that has shaped you, would be an asset in a college environment where students come from a wide range of backgrounds with lots of lived experiences, and the whole environment is set up to encourage students to learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a good way to start thinking about this is to ask yourself, what is something that I've experienced that not everyone my age has experienced? And how has that kind of played a role in shaping me into the unique person I am now? Right. And all you really need to do in this essay is tell us about it. What is it and how has it shaped you? You don't need to use the space convincing us that it will enrich the college you attend, but you need to do the work of identifying that thing that you think they would like to hear about this. And I think that this would be an asset for me in college. Yeah. I'm excited to read these, so good luck and send us send us something good. <laughs> All right, yeah. Well, let's give you some just sort of parting final advice for this year's essays. I'm going to say, start with this. Think about what you like about Yale that's made you want to apply, and then use those questions to help us connect the dots. By the time that we reach this part of your application, we already have a sense of your accomplishments. We've already seen some general reflection from you in your personal statement. By this point in the application, we are intrigued, we are excited, and we really want to start sort of connecting the dots between this interesting and ambitious person and our school specifically. So think about making those connections in this part of the application. These can be places to be clever or funny or serious or to showcase different facets of yourself that didn't get much space in other parts of the application. There are many, many different ways to successfully approach these types of questions, but the most important thing is they always need to be revealing. 
Right. You want to think about each one of them as an opportunity, not an assignment, not mm. an exam question, not an apparatus on the American Ninja Warrior obstacle course. Right. Right. And if you aren't planning to enroll in college in fall 2024, your questions may very well be different depending on how this goes this year. Next spring, we might be sitting around talking about how these topics didn't work out as expected and we'll tweak them once again. Jackie will be back to uh, to think up some new questions for you. Any other final pieces of advice, Jackie, to share with our listening audience? Yeah, I just want to echo, you know, what we've been talking about, which is this idea of reflection throughout the, the essay and the application process. As you approach the application, always approach it from a standpoint of trying to communicate who you are and how you think about things. And again, don't focus on what you think we want us to hear. Focus instead on what you want to convey to us. Great advice. Well, happy writing, and we're excited to, to see what you come up with here and how you how you interpret and approach these questions. We're looking forward to reading answers to these 50,000 plus times over the next yes. few months. Yes. <laughs> well, Jackie, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. We're delighted to have you and hope we have you back soon. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. All right. Thanks, of course, to Reed for lending us his office. Thanks to former admissions officer Andrew Brick Johnson, who composes our music. You should check him out at andrewbrickjohnson.com. If you have comments or an idea for an episode, drop us a line at yaleadmissionspodcast at gmail.com. And finally, remember that the views expressed in this podcast are ours and don't necessarily represent those of Yale University. Thanks for listening.